everyone, welcome back to Unfrequently Asked Questions, the brotherly battle of the brains. I'm Max Otkowski, and I'm literally a ghost. I'm Michael Otkowski, and I have cholera. <laughs> a little note on last week's episode, I only asked four questions, and Mike asked five. Mike asks the first question of the podcast, and the last. So, this time we're both going to ask five, okay? That way, that way we won't have a tie in the first place, probably. I like how you're saying this as if this was somehow my fault. I mean, it's not your fault. You were just so eager. I even listened to the recording, obviously. Cause I, I was the, a victim. I, do the editing I was here. a victim of this. I didn't even get <laughs> You had one extra question. Uh, yeah, but you were very eager to go to Wickedy Wickedy Whack, Wickedy Wickedy Whack for a tiebreaker. Yeah, well, you know, I was going to make a premature ejaculation joke, but I couldn't really word it. And it would yeah. be at my expense, but I couldn't even word it correctly. Yeah, that's okay. All um, right. Let's move on from this. Okay, well, I won last week, so how about I start? Why not? That's not a rule that we have, but I'm just trying to think of a reasoning behind it. Who discovered the largest number that has an actual use? Obviously, mathematicians can make up, like, any number imaginable in terms of size. But this number is uh, named after a specific person, uh, and it has an actual use in mathematics. You know, I was going to say I know it, but I don't. Um, you probably don't, but I'm not going to say it's like a super uncommon like name, I guess. I don't know. Is it an Italian name, I'm thinking? Uh, Fibonacci. It is not Fibonacci's number. Okay. Is it Newton's number? It is not Newton's number. Newton, Newton didn't like big numbers, I don't think. He did have one, I guess, but it wasn't that big. Is it... Well, Newton's number is the amount of fig Newtons one should consume in a sitting. And it's um, 36,000, right? Sure, if you want it, if you want to lowball it <laughs> and and be a coward. Um, I'm going to say it's Black's number, something maybe. Oh, I actually kind of like that one, but it's very wrong. Um, it's Graham's number. Oh, yes, Graham's number. It's Graham's number. Yes, yes. No, I've now not that I knew the number, but I, I've heard, heard of it. I've heard of Graham's number. Well, so so actually, that's a weird thing. Nobody knows the number because it's so massive. This number is so big, if you could think of the number in its entirety, your head would turn into a black hole because information is like energy and obviously that's space and mass, or excuse me, mass in a space. And so if you had all of this energy, that is the information of the number, you would have too much energy within the, the area of your brain and it would turn into a black hole. Like you ever wondered why I didn't massive. like math? This is why. <laughs> this is why. This is why, because it can end the world. It can kill you. It, it could, could literally kill, turn your brain into a black hole. It could kill everyone on the planet. Now, this does. This does. Number Duff has a use, right? I said it has a use. So to, I wanna, to end the world. I want to cover. I want to cover my butt here and say, the number has a use in terms of like choosing uh, the color, the way you like color hyper dimensional cubes, like with a certain number of faces and stuff. It's weird. I'm constantly trying to color my hyperdimensional cubes. Yeah, and if you want to know, okay, how many different combinations can I color my hyperdimensional cube faces, you're going to need Graham's number. So mathematicians have narrowed it down. The number of possible combinations you can do is somewhere between 11 and Graham's number. Graham's number being, obviously, again, a supermassive number. But it's not infinite, so, you know, they've got it. <laughs> that is the most half-assed way of saying we don't know. They have no many. idea. They have no but they, idea. But they want to sound professional. Yeah, exactly. What a bunch of assholes. I know some mathematicians, Mike. Some of them are mediocre people. 
<laughs> they're, they're all right. They're beige. They're beige. Okay. Right. What do we got? Who was the shortest world leader ever recorded? Oh, I know a lot of people will say Napoleon. It's definitely not Napoleon. Ever recorded shortest, shortest like national leader? Yes, world leader, leader world. of a of a nation state. Okay, Kim Jong Il. No. Oh, oh man. Shoot. And thanks to you, now we can't air this in North Korea. Yeah, well, you know our North Korean listeners. I've been checking the numbers. We got a lot of them. There's a whole three, so that's 140 percent of our entire listening base. Yep. I'm gonna say like uh, Kangas Khan, even though it's definitely not him. It's not Genghis Khan or Chinggis Khan, however you want to pronounce that. I meant to say Genghis Khan, the first one. Um, Kangas Khan. That's that's one of the Pokemon, I believe. Kang- Kangaston. <laughs> You're right. No, that's Kanga from Winnie the Pooh, and she's gone mad. She's gone mad with power. Uh Queen Elizabeth the second. No, not Liz. Not Lizzie. Oh, Lizzie. Well, I guess she's not really a world leader, though, right? I mean, like, does she count? I'd, she is. I mean, she has the ability to... She's the head of state, not yeah, the head of true. government, but she is the head of state for several nations, and she can also abolish parliament if she wants to. She won't, because she's not that insane. Um, she just really likes corgis. So the leader was Benito Juarez, who was the president of Mexico. This was in the 1800s, so during the what was the Reform War, which is a civil war, and the French invasion of Mexico, he was the uh, he was the leader. He was about four feet six inches. That's pretty damn small. I'd say that in is that metric, legally a midget in in America. I don't know legally small small person. Uh, I don't know exactly. I Am I gonna have it's a to bit edit shorter that out? than that. Um, I mean, if if you as long as you acknowledge that the word you said is offensive it is. and apologize for it. Yeah, I definitely do. That is a bad word. I should not have said that. Okay, okay. I think good. Then people can acknowledge that you made a mistake and learned from it and we can move on. That's really small. That man's very small. I wonder who the tallest world leader was. I believe it was someone, I want to say Charles the Strong. May have been one of them, and he was he was quite quite tall. Huh. Um, but we don't know for certain. My question: We're we're running it hot here with the zero zero. This this story does actually have a purpose. Why I picked it? Um, we were cleaning up dinner the other night. I don't think you were here. You went to trivia, a different trivia, not this show. We were cleaning up, and Mom dropped something, and it barely grazed me in my leg, and I thought she was trying to murder me. So I didn't know what that word would be called, because normally these have fancy words. And I said, uh, I looked up, what is what is it called when a mother murders her son? That's my question for you, because I found the answer. Oh, it's infanticide. Killing your own children is infanticide. Uh, not correct. Okay, so this is specifically a son. A mother murdering the son. It is not... Oedipicide, is it? Uh, no, it is not Oedipicide, though that is a pretty good guess. And when I was first looking it up, I was like, huh, I wonder if it's going to be something like this. Well, you know, well, Oedipus screwed his mom. Yeah, I mean, but like the complex or something like that yeah. has to do it's with It's a very Oedipus. weird to say an Oedipal complex of, 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 you know, men who want Oedipus. to bone their mothers because he was tricked into that. 
Yeah, I so love. It's, I, it's, I saw it's that a very weird too. thing. Thing that it, that's the name. For oh, the do phrase. you have an Oedipus complex? Yes. Yes, like I was. Suddenly, tri- I was suddenly tricked into having if, sex with my I mother. If I suddenly discover that I've been having sex with my own mother for what, like two years, he'd been, at that point when he first when he discovers it, he gouges out his own eyes and then kills himself. Oh, you gouge out your eyes! What an Oedipus complex! Yeah, what an Oedipus complex! Wow, what wow. a sicko! What a um, sicko! You you gouged out your own eyes and killed yourself when you okay, discovered you were Okay, I'm tricked. gonna think it's a. Uh, I don't know what the word. I was gonna say uh, my last chance. So okay, um, your ju- first guess. Let's go back to your first guess. Maybe this will help you a little bit. Probably not. Uh, infant side is what your first infanticide, guess was. Infanticide. Infanticide. Yes. Yes. So that is specifically killing of an infant from birth to twelve months before they turn oh. twelve months old. Is it pedicide? Oh, like a like a like yeah, like a child. Yeah. Close, but. You're fixated on the wrong aspect of the word. Well, well I already fixated. used my three guesses. I now. know you should be fixated on the fact that they're 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 children, sons and daughters. In Latin, are uh, uh, filius and filia. Filia. So right. it's filicide, specifically right. maternal filicide because it's the mother killing. Right. I was actually really surprised that it wasn't even more specific that specifically a son had its own name and a daughter had its own name, but um, filicide is a parent killing their own child in general hmm well i'm i hope our listeners will be able to use that information in court (laughs) yeah it's kind of a sad wikipedia page too i'm I'm sure it is let's not explore it any further um there's a lot of different names for child murdering i really want to move from this topic really quickly <laughs> all and right all right fair fair, fair someone's fair. someone's probably said oh i've listened to this podcast grandma listen to it with me and they're just in in horror no one's done that <laughs> no one has a grandmother what is the fastest uh land animal in north america the fastest land animal in north america is ooh, ooh. Uh, Without mechanical assistance. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, it's a, a person, Mike. It's a human being. No, I'm not going to say that. I'm not an idiot. I mean, a smart person would assume that. Whatever. Oh, man, there's a couple of good ones I can think of here. Uh, I'm first going to go with a moose. Uh, the moose. No. Meese. No, no, okay. no. Um, God, no. I'll go with elk next. No, though I'm sure there's European listeners who are like, why did you say moose twice? Yes, well, there are two different creatures here in America. Yeah. We got we got a lot of different kinds, actually. Uh, we got mule deer as well, and deer, and whatever. Anyway, caribou. See, my very initial guess was going to be mountain lion, but I'm pretty sure that's wrong. So I guess I'll go with the fastest in North America. Wait, does do polar bears count? I'm going to say polar bears. No. No, what? it's the pronghorn antelope. See, okay, so I was close with the whole moose and, and elk I mean, thing. I was in the right, what, family? Um, genus? It, no, not nowhere near genus. I don't um, remember my orders. The antelope are different from deer. Um, but yeah, I'm also an idiot because I forgot to write down. I I was like, oh, that's really cool when I wrote, saw the speed, and I forgot to write down the speed. Oh my god, Michael. But I was going to go with the fastest animal originally, but you have the peregrine falcon, which is in North America, but it's also the fastest animal ever. Yeah. So that, and I think it's like dive even... bomb at like two hundred miles per hour. I mean, yeah. not that fast, but it's real fast. And that. it leaves a massive crater. 
as it strikes the ground. It so targeted that's like the dinosaurs to... were extinct. It wasn't actually a comet. It was a peregrine falcon peregrine just falcon. went nuts, and they like to target Jack in the Boxes now, which is why there's none east of the Mississippi. Um, that's I'm sure that's false. Someone's gonna write in, but like, there's a Jack in the Box here in Dayton, Ohio. I don't know why someone would write us, but somebody writes us a letter. How do I don't know how I got your address, but it's in cursive. I got it. I Jack in the Box knew your address, and it fades into like that whole Ken Burns the Civil War. <laughs> my dearest Topkowski brothers, my dearest brotherly podcast. I write to you from the Jack in the Box in Dayton, Ohio, to inform you we still have. <laughs> Why do I have this accent if I'm from Ohio? <laughs> He could have moved. He could have moved. I suppose it's true. I like this character we've created. But let's move on. Yep. Wow, we're so bad at this. I mean, this is probably how... This is how it normally goes, let's be honest. If you listen to all our previous episodes, last week was a special case. Where is Bloodhoof Village? I think you're going to get this. Where is Bloodhoof Village? Oh my god. I know, it's like at the tip of your tongue. No, no, this is... What was the name of it? It's in World of Warcraft, isn't it? It's in Azeroth, right? Okay, that's cl- close. It's, I forget what the name Can of it. It's the narrow down at all. The Thunder Bluff Plateau. Uh, it is south of Thunder Bluff, the city of the Tauren in World of Warcraft. Okay, that's wow. I like. Okay, that's just. You don't remember the name of the the region, the providence, I suppose. The the province, the providence. I don't know. The I divine providence. You mean province? Yeah. What did I? Oh, I you said providence. Yeah. Like the city, or like the phrase "divine providence." Providence, providence um, Rhode Island. I, just I drove there's a, there's a weird day. name for that. This those plains, isn't there? Or just the the prairie. Let's I mean, just... it is prairie esque, but it does have a specific name, a little magical Torin name. I this, don't. this week's episode sponsored by Blizzard and Activision. Go out and buy the latest game, Diablo Seven. Um, I um filled with more Diabs and more lows. I I'm gonna say the. I mean, I'm definitely gonna give you a, a good amount of points, if not the whole three, because you, you're 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 basically got it. I'll say the the Tygun or something. No, it's called Mulgor. Oh, right. It's called Mulgor. I just, oh. I mean, you got World of Warcraft, you got Azeroth, you got Thunder Bluff even, which is in the same region. It's just such a niche question. It is, but for some reason I thought you were going to get it because I just remember when we were kids, you got the beta for World of Warcraft. And I remember coming in your room and my very, very first character ever was a Tauren Druid. I just remember, and I remember you liked Torin. You remember, you yeah. what do you like? Casting spells. Casting oh, I thought you were like. Breath. I was shaven as a Torin. I, I thought you were shaving, shaving all the or hairy cow leg. Torin are cowmen in the World of Warcraft fantasy world. If you don't know, I like to think our listener base would would know. Hey, Grandma, listen to this podcast. I tell you, it's not geeky at all. <laughs> Don't worry, put that letter down from Uncle Billy in Dayton, Ohio, in, in his, his Jack in Box. You can read that anytime. Oh, but I love listening about that Jack in the Box and all its cool updates. You don't know what a Jack in the Box is, do you? No, they got they got that they got that new class, the the Demon Hunter. Alright. I will give you two points for that, Michael. You're now leading with two points. Thank you. I love your pity points. Give me give me my third question. 
Okay. I, I demand it. I demand a third question. Where is the songwriter and union activist Joe Hill buried? Wow. So okay. All right. Can you say it one more time for me? Where is Joe Hill buried? He was a songwriter and a union activist. Part of the IWW. Industrial Workers of the World. Not right. International Workers of the World is commonly reported. I'm going to say Providence, Rhode Island. No. Okay. Rats. Are you really proud of this because it's like Hartford, Connecticut? That's my second guess, by the way. No. Oh my god, did you just take a bite of an Oreo while we're recording the podcast in between my answers because you thought it would take so long? I did. Oh my god. They've been sitting here taunting How me. How unprofessional. Okay, we got I bought three boxes of Oreos because I'm getting them ready for this party, a Friendsgiving. It's around that time of year, as of the time of recording this. And I told them I was going to bring my, my world-famous, already empty box of Oreos. So I bought three boxes of Oreos and told my entire family, we need to eat all of these within two days, which isn't true. I mean, I could just take them out. But I offered Mike a couple before we started recording, and I just assumed he would eat them all before we started, or at least, at the very least, stop eating them when we were recording. What is wrong with you? Did you take, you ate another one? No, I just <laughs> ate the other first one slowly. Oh my god. I don't oh waft things god. down. I, I enjoy it. I, I deserve a fourth guess. And Hartford, Connecticut is still my second guess. Okay. That's still wrong, right? Yeah. Come yeah, on, okay. give me more. You just wasted a bunch of time when you could have been guessing. I'm going to give you Gettysburg. It's not like I'm going to be better no. if I get more time. No, there. not Gettysburg. I have no idea where this person was going to be. But you're going to tell me right after this last failed guess, which is going to be uh, Montreal, Canada. No. So Joe Hill was framed for murder in Salt Lake City, Utah, and mostly because he was a or- union organizer, so they cu- they just wanted him to stop. So was a political prisoner. He was killed, and his ashes were given out, and his ashes were spread all over. So this was actually a, this is always a question for the IWW after he was executed in 1915. So they'd say, where's Joe Hill buried? And all the good wobblies would say, everywhere. And the answer to that question is always everywhere. So it's kind of a, we don't, it's not like we need to, the IWW does this anymore. It's kind um, of cultish, I'm not going to lie. Well, it's just, well, you'd have people come to meetings and you didn't know if they were there, spies from the boss to get information. So if they were like, you know, you knew they were serious about becoming wobblies and organizing, you just say, hey, where's Joe Hill buried? And they say, everywhere so you knew this was a way and it was very important back even until the 20s you'd have spies from the bosses and they'd send people like um but there was like a real place where he was buried and it no was he was his ashes oh. were spread everywhere okay so it, but it was this was a real serious thing though these this security because people would send it whether law enforcement or or baldwin felts agents and stuff like that would come in and they would they would get in there would be armed thugs working for the mining companies and everything, and there would be shootouts. It would be violent. So it was this need for security. That's why that question would be asked. You know, we jokingly ask that now, um, but we don't really care if someone doesn't know. So I would be accepted even though I got it wrong. Yes. Okay. But All mostly because right. you'd probably be at that meeting with me. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, your fourth question to, uh, in an attempt for you to extend your lead. I just told that Oreo fiasco. When did Oreos get started and also when did their competitors Hy- uh, uh, Hydrox get started oh Hydrox the 
the the cookie everyone's weird aunt has. Yes, they're it's both never, like, they're cute. both like identical. They're both like chocolate cookies sandwiched with uh, like a cream filling. Yeah, it's always like a grandma or like never your aunt. It's like a relative's aunt. Though some people might really like them, I don't know. Um, yeah, but anyway, that's your question. When th- when did those two companies get started? They do have different dates. I'm just looking for the year here. This was in the 60s. Were they different dates, but it's in the same year? No, 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 no. They're they're different years. They're relatively close to each other. They're pretty close to each other. But they uh, uh, don't have the same year. Is it? It's a couple years apart. Okay. Let's say 1962. 1962 is far too high. Too high or too... Too, too, too uh, recent? No, no, not old enough. Too recent. So too yes, recent. too recent. Yes. You're right, sorry. Ma- sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. Max doesn't know how words work. I don't know work. English. So, funny thing, I'm adopted. English is not my first language. 1910. Ghost speakers. 1910 is so close. 19... <gasps> Does he have it? 14. Oh, he does not have it. It was one of the reasons the war started, I one swear to God. One of the reasons. No, Oreo's 1912, and Hydrox, its competitor, was actually the original sandwich cookie, uh, getting started in 1908. Oh. Huh. Yeah, a little, a little fun trivia there. You hmm. know. If you get, you've got either of those, I would have given Much you that. Much older than I thought. I wonder what the original recipe Oreo's would I, I, well, so another, I don't want an original one for that, that's that old, but I would love to know. With so... Sand. I guess the original packaging for Oreos was in like a gold wrapping of some kind, a gold colored wrapping, obviously not actual gold. Because it no one... cost two hundred dollars <laughs> a roll <laughs> for some for some cookies that were probably not super great or sugary at the time. Um, no, but they were filled with cocaine. They were filled with with lots of cocaine and toothpaste, toothpasty cocaine, toothpaste and cocaine. It was all it was all actually a joke, and then there was another joke where they filled it with actual sugar. Um, no, but so no one actually knows where Oreos got their Oreo name. Like they've had sandwich cookie or gourmet sandwich cookie Oreo or Oreo sandwich cookie, like whatever. It's, it may have been made up, like on this. What was it? Yeah, if they're not no, hydroxys, what are that. they? Oreo. Oreo, yeah, Oreos. yeah, that, that, sure. Oreos. Some people think that because some other people are like, well, it's similar to what gold is called in French, and it was originally wrapped in gold-colored stuff. In, yeah, in Latin, Oreo, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I guess the true, the true, at least from the preliminary research I did, nobody knows how Oreo got its name. They're all dead now. We can't ask them. I like to think it was like the, the founder's like nickname for like a daughter or like a niece or something like that. Because I don't yeah, know, Oreo's like a cute name. Like, well, it's name also dogs Oreo. It's also a here, here's a dark thing. It is it has been used as a slang, oh, a derogatory no. slang term for. Well, you know, it's it's been used sadly as a slang term for black people who act white, as if they're they're black on the outside. Oh, and white you know, on the I inside. have actually heard that one before. They, and there was a huge, there was a huge like Barbie or someone doll made an Oreo doll. Like they made these dolls that were like cookie themed, and the Oreo doll was a was a, was a black girl, and then people were like, "Are you serious? Do you know what this term is? It you know can be used oh, in the black community and stuff." So they so they of course I think thankfully took the doll off the shelves and everything. But oh, I'm sure they did. Um, so yeah, I really hope it wasn't a nickname for a child, though I'm sure at that time it hadn't got its negative connotation. All right, so here's my one question: When were the Middle Ages? first called such 
Oh, oh, I'm going to say, uh, wait, what's my plus or minus? Do I get a plus I'll or give minus? I'll give you plus or minus 10 years, just to be I'm going to say um, 1740. Uh, no. Oh, oh, Lord, 1870. No. And then one final hurrah, 1810. <laughs> okay, no, no, I just like, I thought I thought it was going to be a bigger leap. Yeah, in no, one I was direction even another, about but you too, decided but I was like, anything in the 20th century. I feel like that would be too late, so I, I backtracked. So, so they were first called the Middle Ages in 1604. Really? But they that were also close. referred to as the Middle Time in 1469, which is not that far off from what a lot of people believe is what I say a couple of years prior than that. Well, about a decade or a few more decades earlier than 1469 was the fall of Constantinople which historians like to say is the end of the Middle Ages, often. But yeah, it's it's a weird thing because it was that was the time the whole Renaissance was happening and the fall of Constantinople to the Ottoman Empire. Sorry, what was the earlier date you gave that some people thought it was first coined? Uh, 1469, people referred to it as the first... People had referred to the era as the Middle Time, but the term Middle Ages was first used in 1604. So, but like, this is just like what a couple of decades after the middle ages was as at least in modern day history been said to have ended oh 1469 yes yes that's just a f- so that's like that's insane to me that they would like so regularly call this massive period of time like a few hundred years the middle times and it just happened well yeah well hey we're at the end times now is so, that what they thought they thought they were at the end times so the renaissance was happening so they thought that from antiquity, the fall of Rome, the end of antiquity, and then all the time in between, so say, I'm getting, you know, say 400 AD, 400, 500 AD, and then all the way to that time, so about a thousand years, they were referring to it as the Middle Era because they thought, oh, Renaissance, we're getting back into all this stuff, we're re-remembering all this stuff from the ancient era and rebuilding so they just said oh well that must have been the middle era because they were in the beginning of this renaissance now as we all know the middle ages weren't this dead time there was it was a culture expanding time there was technology advancing there was culture there was language tons of things were going on even what we call the dark ages same kind of thing right but um yeah i mean they called world war one world war one rather recently during you know they didn't it wasn't you know what do you, what do you it mean wasn't after world. Well, it wasn't after World War Two that they call World War One. World War One, you know, they, it was a little bit after World War One because they, you know, the first World War because they were acknowledging just how global and massive that scale was, and well, they were saying yeah. they knew they knew wars were gonna there might be more global wars to that degree. They just didn't think it would be on that big of a scale. I'm hoping not. Right, um, but they didn't call it World War One until the Second War started, right? I mean, yes. they wouldn't say they would say the First World War. They wouldn't say World War One. Yes, and because to, also we call it the Great War as well, and it has that term. But in Europe, the Great War was also used to refer to the Napoleonic Wars. Right. So that got changed. Hmm. Huh. Well, what a big loser! All right, so you're gonna win, right? Yeah, well, we mean, have. We have. I know we've got more questions. We have, just, yes, we have a... I guess I do have a chance to win. Yes. Or a comeback. I still have only two points. Right, right. I know, I'm just very pessimistic right now, because I, I feel like you'll get this next one. Um, I skipped the why, and I didn't want to do a which. I decided to do a how. So, number five, how 
can we be so sure that we all see the same color? This is more of a pet peeve. You've got this physics degree. I taught physics. This is a real big pet peeve of mine. People say, how do you know your color is the same color? How do you know my red is the same as your red? This is a thing. How can how do we can be, we be sure that we're seeing the same color? Or at least a large group of people can agree that their their color is the same. It's because light travels at different speeds. Incorrect. Oh, light can travel at different speeds, but that's that's not the reasoning here. Well, I mean, we we I mean, I don't know. We're all taught red, blue, green. Like we're all taught that, so yes, we all kind but of like so like I see this red like similar to sort of like an orange similar to like what the sun is and i see the red at sunset right and like you'll call the same thing red because you were trained to make the same thing red but there is a scientific reason there's a how of why i know my red looks like your red through your eyes if i was become if i became you right which would be a tragedy a horrible horrible tragedy for so many reasons but I'm not going to deny that. That would be a terrifying thing for any human being. A terrible thing. But if I suddenly became you, I would still see red the same. I'd be like, oh, yeah, Mike's red is the same as my red. And it's not just the name. It's like they look the same. And that's just just a fact. It it, it has to do something with the structure of our eyes and the way they evolved. It has to be, right? That is also incorrect. I'm not going to say super incorrect because I guess it's part of the answer, but... There's a more um, concrete, like, physical reason. Like, I can I can do an experiment where I can check this, and all of us are going to see the same thing, and I can prove it. And it's, I don't need to dissect anybody's eyeballs. So it's like some kind of test, like a like an eye test or something that you can, a universal test, uh, I'm guessing? I mean, I suppose I could make it into one. I don't even know if there is one like that. I'm just, like, knowing the physics behind it, I know I can do it. Um, you got you got one more good guess. I mm. focus more on the light. The light doesn't change speeds. That doesn't light only changes speeds in different mediums. And like if we all saw the same thing in air, it would be the same medium. It wouldn't that wouldn't affect the speed. Well, because the light is reflected off, like or, or is like an apple reflects back red light. Yes. So, what's special about that red light though that we know it's red? Besides, just like how does it, how does it get its color? You know, that's, oh, that's what it boils oh, down to. Oh oh, 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 um, um, by the 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 makeup of what's what's in it. So like green leaves have you know chlorophyll, so they they will reflect green light. So therefore, what's the the makeup of those things is is universal to a degree. So like you know, so. But is know. the light is that is that light coming off of that leaf telling you like, hey, I was just in some chlorophyll, so you know. Well. Uh, I don't know. Okay, that's okay. I just think about the the molecular makeup. Enlighten me. Okay, so I I was trying to guide you there really hard because your first guess was actually sort of close, even though like some physicists were like, oh, it's super wrong. Light doesn't change speeds, but whatever. I thought you were close. I'm not a physicist. Don't be a dick to me, physicist listening. Hey, hey, hey. I know. They're my people. They're weird. Uh, no, it's actually because of the wavelength or the frequency of light. That's what gives it its color. So different colors of light have different frequencies or wavelengths. They don't move at different speeds, but they either are like a little bit more shrunk in terms of their like actual wave, or they're a little bit more elongated. And so depending on the frequency or the wavelength, they're inversely proportional, uh, of that light beam, that's what color we see. Now I feel like a jackass. No, 
Oh, uh, no. So someone I was saw... probably screaming at this podcast, like screaming on a train. Frequency. It was frequency. <laughs> Why didn't you guys frequency? Um, so we can check. I can be like, hey, there's this frequency coming out. And to your credit, to your credit, it also has a little bit to do with eyeball, right? Because we all have the same kind of eyeball. But that's that's where it's like, okay, how do we know it's the same? It's well, our eyeballs are identical because of biology. We're all humans, right? We all have the same structure of eyes, though maybe slightly differently. And the light doesn't change physically just because you are who you are. Physics and the universe doesn't change because you're who you are. Right. So red light's always going to have the same frequency. It's all, yeah, exactly. So it's all going to have the same frequency and it is all going to the same eye. You know, now that I say it out loud, I guess the eye is is kind of important. So maybe I should throw you, I'm going to throw you a point for that. No, 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 don't, don't. I don't want your people. I refuse your pity point. All right. Um, Same frequency. My green is the same as your green. Unless, of course, you're one of the three types of colorblind you can be as a human. In which case... I am so sorry. Your red is not my red. Mm. Well, I'm not. I'm yeah, sure you I know would, you're you, not. Right? You would have known by now. Some of our listeners are probably like, oh, I don't like this question. Um, Which I understand why, you know, if you're colorblind. Why did Raphael Sems, Captain Raphael Sems, why would he hate chainmail? Why would Captain Raphael Smells hate chainmail? Raphael Sems. Sems, excuse me. Raphael Sems. Hate chainmail, um, because it was um, a trade that he did not participate in, and it put him out of business somehow. It did put him out of business, but not the way you're, you're you want. That word is can be used in this, but not not exactly that way. Okay, my second guess: it put him out of business because he was wearing a chainmail when he was killed, and it didn't work. No, no, he lived. Um, there was an incident where chainmail screwed him over, but he lived many, many years. He lived many years after that until he passed away in 1877. Oh man, I really thought the put him out of business like hint was that he got murked, that he died. <sighs> Shoot, now I'm kind of now I feel like I'm in dead and in the you water. You can ask for you can you one more guess yet? Yeah, you can discuss around and get to try to get some hints. I don't know. Yeah, I'll discuss with my friend here, Oreo, sponsored by oh, for the love of Blizzard God. Activision. Oreo, what do you think the answer is? It's like Captain, who was put out of business, quote unquote, um, by chainmail? Chainmail. Oh, did it sink his boat because it was too heavy? That's probably not it. I'm going to go with that anyway. I don't think that's it. No. Well, was he a different kind of... No, 1877. Okay. I was about to say Captain of Space, but... He was a captain of space. In the, 18, in the 19th century? That's clearly not right. So, Captain Raphael Semmes was the captain of the Confederate ship, the Alabama. Okay. The Alabama. I know of the, the state. Um, was, was, a, was laid in the yards of Jonathan Baird in Britain, and Captain Raphael Semmes was the captain. A lot of the crew was mostly not really Confederates. They were kind of impressed people from Britain and they were they would raid commerce ships they were commerce raiders so they attack okay. the commerce ships of the north and they went on these huge big raid like trips around the world um, just to weaken union shipping because it was one of the few ways the confederacy could fight navally off the shores of, of Cherbourg in France the union ship I'm going to mispronounce this but uh, the Kearsage showed up and there was the battle right off there and the Alabama was finally sunk okay the Kearsage had 
chainmail chainmail on the armor on the boat painted black my god so So they didn't know so that you exactly like the hull so it it ended up being taken off on one of the sides but after taking a few hits so that kind of gave the kirsage an advantage because it it had this somewhat armor-plated hull so this it was a boat without like plate armor with chainmail armor yeah this wasn't an ironclad it wasn't an ironclad boat Right, because that was a thing back then. Yeah, that, that had just time. started. The first combat between ironclad boats was between the Merrimack and the Monitor. Right, I remember um, reading about that in my, yeah. my local history class. Well, it wasn't local history. You, you, whatever, you know what I meant. Wow, that's yeah. cool. I like to think, wow. So my idea for a boat RPG is a little bit more feasible because I can add that chainmail as a type of armor you can yep. pick up and put on your character exactly your boat character. You put it on your boat and uh yeah there's a there's a song about it roll alabama roll it's actually an english folk song because the story it was laid in the yards of jonathan baird and it was the first thing and then uh, a lot of english sailors and stuff got drafted into it so it anything to do with roll tide uh no no okay i didn't think so but i thought i'd ask because you know alabama roll tide yes i had a boss who's from alabama and was big into Alabama football. Oh, man. Well, Michael, you've won. It is 2-0. No tiebreaker necessary. Oh, I see. I see. So, uh, you won this week. Let me tell you what your prize is. Michael, this week, you won a jar of my ghostly ectoplasmic goo. Jesus. Uh, it's, uh, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's absolutely disgusting. Sorry, it's like pink in color. It's just... I don't know. It's just my charm, I guess. Oh, my Lord. My ghostly charm. (laughs) Well. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Unfrequently Asked Questions with me, Max Atkowski. And me, Michael Atkowski. And as always, stay curious. Stay curious.